Hi everyone, and it's been a very, very long time since I've done this, and I guess this podcast is explaining why it's been so long since I've done this, and what I've been doing since I've been absent might be the right word, but before I do that, let's get the intro out of the way, and then we can roll into what the heck I've been doing. So, I'm Lulu, your host. This is an Unanimous podcast, and hi. So, first things first. What have I been doing in the last handful of months since I've been absent from podcasting? Because I have not done it in quite some time, and I apologize for that, but life has gotten in the way, and things have gotten tough, and things have gotten a bit chaotic in the last few months. A very dear, close family member has been very ill. I've been ill. So we've been working through that and trying to get healthier. It's not COVID-related, but I don't wish to digress anymore over that, just to let you know health has been a little haphazard. (laughs) Um... Outside of that, I mean, things have been okay. I've gotten back into writing, and I know everyone's like, well, isn't podcasting and what you've been doing recently writing? Sort of, but I've gotten back into the type of writing I've been wanting to do, which is fantasy fictional writing, and I've done it since middle school, and it's an aspiration of mine to become some sort of published author in a way, whether it be through non-traditional publishing or traditional publishing, that's always been something I want to do. And I've been active since about October on TikTok about showing what I've been doing in the last while and what I've been writing and what I've been creating and what I've been doing in that area of my life. And it's been kind of nerve-wracking, to be honest. It's been kind of like... I am a very anxious person when I create things, unfortunately, and a lot of times it's my own self getting in the way and trying to do that type of work. And it's even in podcasting and even in writing like articles like Midnight Binge and Spotlight Artist and those types of things, I get in my own way and I don't, it's not fun all the time because I get in my own way and it creates anxiety about how do I do this and how should I present and my brother's been actually a really big supporter of mine even though he doesn't really listen to my stuff he's been a really active supporter by giving like criticism and just trying to be my own self and trying to live up to the name of my podcasting and my usernames which I use like utter randomness and just trying to live up to that and trying to just be a bit more poignant with that and he's been really big my biggest supporter one of my biggest supporters I should say and um, I'm grateful for that because he can kind of talk me off a ledge in a lot of different ways so he's been pushing me trying to get me better at podcasting pretty much so there's been that and then obviously like I just said I've been writing more fantasy fictional stuff in hopes that I will be publishing either non-traditional or traditional and I hope that I can do that within the next year or so because this particular work that I've been working on is like four years in a work in progress and it I will link all of like my TikTok stuff so that way if you want to go see it you can 
and um it's been really really difficult because my sister who's a big supporter in my writing work has been really really wanting me to do the history of this particular work and i've never done history before except for like the just under the surface type of history just to make the world feel a little bit more lived in i've never gone full out and she's very very big in dnd dungeons and dragons so she was talking with me and she's like, can you do the history for this book? She's read it. She's read up to what I've worked on. She's my biggest, biggest supporter. She's also one of my beta readers. So she always gives me like ideas about how to make my world lived in and how to make my characters better because she's a writer herself. And she's basically my editor and my publisher and all like my creator advocate sort of type deal. And she's like I said, one of my biggest supporters when it comes to that area of work. So one day she's like, hey, Lulu, why don't you work on the history of this? And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, maybe I should. And I start working on a map. My dumb self start working on a map. And originally this story was meant to be like a sort of alternative reality to our world today. But then I got into cartography and watching other cartographers and I loved it so much that I tried my hand in it. And that's kind of when things started to slowly fall apart because I was just like, well, now I have to rewrite certain aspects of my book because it no longer fits in the world that I originally created. And that's not the issue. It's just now I'm in too much into my head about, oh, now I have to change this, 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 and this because it no longer fits in the world that I created. So I've created a new challenge for myself, but my, my sister was very, very adamant that she wanted the, the, the history of the book and how species work and how magic, or it's not really magic, but we'll, I'll get more into that maybe in a different podcast, but magic is the term I'm going to use in this, but how does the magic work and the powers work and how do the alliances work and things like that? Because she turned around and goes, I would love to use it for a D&D campaign. And I'm like, oh, that's really, really neat because even though I'm not into d and I love, I love watching TikTokers and YouTubers and stuff like that who create these wondrous worlds. And I love the story element in d and I'm not a big like physical participant in it. I've never actually played it. But I love the stories that, that a lot of these people create. And it's just another form of storytelling. And it's beautiful in so many ways. But that's what I've been doing with that. So I'm on TikTok now. I'm, I've been active on TikTok about my writing specifically, and then obviously I've let podcasting and article creating sort of fall off to the side, and I'm trying to go back into it. So I do have more articles coming. Uh, I just published one for Arcane. It's a midnight binge. So I just did Arcane. Have you guys seen Arcane? I loved it. I just wish it wasn't nine episodes. I wish it was slightly longer because I absolutely fell in love. The characters, the drawing designs, I think the League of Legends creators just really outdid themselves and I thought it was beautiful and heartbreaking and just it was really, really such imaginative show. And I loved that you knew the characters, but they sort of rewritten or reworked, I should probably say, reworked their background stories to fit sort of the arcane world and I thought it was a really really neat aspect of that and the drawing the actual like animation style is just so unique and so pretty 
But yes, I did a midnight binge. I'm also working on two spotlight artists currently for my articles. I went to my very, very, very first concert. And I know everyone's like, Lulu, really? Your very, very first concert? Yes, my very first concert. Yes, I am a little embarrassed about that fact. But I went to a, a concert uh, this weekend, or two weekends ago, I'm sorry. It was a Tool concert. And they are one of my favorite bands. Like, I, these these guys I've listened to since probably about middle school. My first CD was Undertow, Sober, is my, Sober and the Pot is two of my favorite songs. And I got to see them when they were here thanks to a, a friend of mine who let me come along with him and we went, we attended this this show together and it was such a blast i had so much fun and i i i'm actually going to do a podcast about that as well just you're going to listen to me babble for a little bit because for your first concert i'm not sure if a lot of people remember their very very first concert when you go to your first concert you're nervous yet so so excited and concert worlds are so unique and so different compared to like just seeing an online show or something like that and uh, this was Tool's last U.S. destination, I believe, and I had such a blast. It was so much fun. I got a hoodie. <laughs> I know that sounds so so weird, but I got a hoodie. Um, I'm also doing a spotlight artist on the Korean female group uh, G Friend. Uh, I I don't know if a lot of you watch Queendom. It's a Korean show where it it shows off female led groups or soloists and they redo other people's songs or, or and sing and perform and dance it's really unique and they also actually have a male counterpart called kingdom so i, I actually if you're into k-pop idols or just singers in korean in general I, I do recommend queendom it's such a unique show and they gfriend disbanded unexpectedly last year i believe it was i think it was 2021 and they unexpectedly disbanded after the, their last comeback, uh, Mongol. And and they once again they unexpectedly disbanded, and it broke a lot of people's heart because they've been doing the last recent years uh, since doing their comebacks. They've been doing really really well, and unexpectedly they just disbanded, like to totally just completely disbanded, and even didn't renew their contracts with their original uh, entertainment company. And unfortunately, the the girl, the women who were a part of G Friend, sort of just went their separate ways. Some of them became actresses. Uh, some of them became soloists, and then three of them became a a group called um, VVG, and they are a part of G Friend. And they did um, two of their songs actually when they were a part of G Friend in Queendom, and it's what it's what piqued my interest to do a G Friend article. Because even though I'm not a buddy, which is what their fandom is called, I do really loved, I really loved their concept. And they had such talents, and they had beautiful vocalists, and they became viral, I believe, their second comeback. And I'll have to, don't quote me on that, but I think it was their second comeback they they became viral because they did a show. Well, actually, it wasn't a show. It was a concert where multiple groups will come out and perform and it rained ungodly the entire time they performed and unfortunately and G Friend was not the only group that suffered during the show they were definitely not the only group but the reason they became viral is because all of the women actually fell 
during their performance multiple times and i do mean multiple times and even suffered injuries and they continued to perform their about 10 minute show got up continued to perform like nothing happened and i think one of them i think it was yuju or or, or umji fell like up to eight times during their 10 minute show and that gotta hurt that's really gotta hurt because these stages are not soft and a lot of people were un- were criticizing the people who were putting on this show i can't remember um what kind of concert it was um but a lot of people were criticizing the managers and the productionists and everything like that for not one keeping the stage as dry as possible and two allowing these performers to perform in such hazardous conditions and i actually agree with a lot of these people but they they were incredibly professional and this is what kind of put them on the map they also became viral for their ability which is it's such a unique ability and it's such a neat ability to perform their songs completely blindfolded they have a couple uh as as a group as g friend and even as umji and i think it's yuju but i'm not don't quote me on that they were on um men on a mission and i don't remember what it's called in korean so i apologize for that but on netflix if you guys watch netflix it's called men on a mission and they became viral for being able to dance blindfolded and stay in their spots like completely dance blindfolded and not run into each other not turn around and walk away into you know left field type deal dance completely blindfolded in their spots and um Sinbi is one of i think their primary dancer when she was a part of G-Friend and you she was she had such spatial awareness that she was able to grab one of the other dancers or one of the I should say one of her other members and lead them into their spot that way they, they she didn't run into them and they didn't run into her and blindfolded like so they became quite popular because of their their ability to have this awareness during being blindfolded um they also were one of the first i think once again don't quote on quote me on this but because i don't have my notes in front of me i'm doing this off the top of my head this was literally a random podcast that i did just to show you tell you guys what i've been doing recently so i don't have my notes in front of me but they became one of the first i believe one of the first dancers one of the first groups i should say to um dance the two times speed they made it popular so they had a lot a lot of viral moments and i think that's why one of the reasons why i kind of wish that g friend uh sort of stayed together and i think g friend also the year leading up to their their uh, disbandment um they started to find their rhythm their groove their their element so to speak in the type of music that they started to perform and i feel really bad for them and even uh shunbi turned around said that they didn't they had no idea that mongo was going to be their last song so i i felt really really upset about g friends uh disband me even though like i said it was not a buddy but i did listen to them casually and their song their their title tracks are actually really really good and even just watching them 
uh, on their reality shows and stuff. I think one of my favorite reality reality show moments is Idol Room, I think it was. And they were with Mama Moo. And if you've not heard of Mama Moo, have you been living under a rock? But anyways, they they had two groups. It was G-Friend and Mama Moo. And the chaos that just ran rampant during the show was such... It was so hilarious. I absolutely loved it. And I was kind of hoping for more Mama Moo G-Friend moments. But... It's, it's just one of those things. It's such a heartbreaking thing when you see a, a, a someone that you do listen to casually, especially if you're listening to Korean idol groups. Disbandment, unfortunately, is the reality of these groups. It's, it's just one of those things that it is a reality. And does it suck? Absolutely. Because especially if you're invested in these groups. But I am happy that G-Friends members have found success in other areas after their disbandment. Three of them have become a group, several of them became soloists, and others have become actresses. They decided to do full-time actresses, actress work. So I am happy that they were able to find success in other elements outside of being G-Friend because, to be honest, that doesn't always happen, especially when it's a female group. Uh, It always seems that female-led groups or female-based groups tend to struggle more to find work outside of being an idol group. And you see them seldomly succeed in other areas of work. Uh, I think the other... I know I said I said two groups, two spotlight artists, but I think the other one I was thinking about doing, and maybe you guys can tell me whether or not to do it or not, is a project group and what project groups are if you guys listen to like eyes one uh ioi oh want not wannabe 101 sorry <laughs> those are all project groups which means that usually they only last about a year and they're formed on like competition-esque groups like produce 48 uh those types of competition groups and one that just came out and it's only a project group i think they're only they're only going to do the one song and it's mama and all of the female members are moms all of them have kids all of them were in former groups years back and let me say that this project group surprised me so well. It was, I loved the song they came out with and I kind of was hoping for more from them. So I'm going to do a, I think sort of like a, it's going to be a spotlight artist, but it might delve into the group members as either individuals, both as individuals as a group and the work that they've done uh, thus far. Because the only one I knew in the group, like I actually knew, was Bjorn. And she, the only reason I knew her, and I felt bad, I know the group she was in, but she is Haha. If you ever watch like Running Man or something, she is Haha's wife. And when I realized that she was a part of the group, I was like, oh, I know one member. And then someone else was like, no, some of these members were in this group, this group, this group. I'm like, oh, I know those too. And I was just like, oh, but I didn't recognize them because. They've been kind of sort of out of the spotlight because one, they're moms. Two, unfortunately, this is where why I said that for f- 
female groups and female individuals who were once actresses or once singers, uh, those types of talent, once they become moms and get married, they're kind of pushed to the side. They're no longer relevant. They're no longer important. They're no longer in the spotlight because they're moms now. They have other, obviously they have other focuses, but it kind of just, it demeans them in certain ways. And I might delve into that in that particular article, in that particular podcast. So I do have things coming out, uh, things that I've been thinking about coming out, but I might end up doing more podcasty type thingies for my actual writing stuff. Maybe to just talk about it and see where it lands and stuff. So, I mean, this was a longer-ish podcast. I got a podcast out. Whee! But I, I just hope you guys enjoy the, I guess, the path that I am choosing to go. It's something, it, it's one of those aspirations, one of those dreams that I've had since goodness knows when. And... I'm now in the point of my life that I'm able to slightly fulfill it. Even if I just write one and was able to publish it, I think that's a goal that is achievable for me. And I don't know. I, I hope everybody has a time in their life where they're able to achieve a dream that you've had since maybe childhood. And this is one of those dreams that I've had since childhood that I've been wanting to be a writer. And... I just hope everybody has that in their life, uh, a dream that they're able to, even if it's just somewhat able to achieve in their life and be able to be, I don't know, able to just do it and, and, and say, I was able to fulfill this dream of mine, even if it's just part way. So I think I'm going to end it there. It's uh, this, this podcast was actually a lot longer than I anticipated and I hope you guys enjoyed it. I really do hope you guys enjoyed it. I, I'm I'm just, I'm trying something new. I'm trying something a little bit more off the cuff. And I guess we'll see where this lands. I don't know. But we're going to definitely end it there. Because this was really an utter end this podcast. So, I will catch you guys later. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an utter end this podcast. And I have no idea what I'm doing. 